Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, providing fire takes and analysis on sports topics. We have some guests providing their thoughts across the sport landscape. No narratives here. Straight talk. No chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. We On Fire Sports Podcast. Man, man, we got a hot episode number 17 coming up on We On Fire Sports Podcast. Man, we're going to cover, man, this whole situation out in Los Angeles with Russell Westbrook, man. I don't know what's going on with Russ right now, man. Going to have to get it together, brother. Also, too, man, we're going to get into an update on this uh, Washington football team situation with Roger Goodell saying, man, I'm not going to release any of the information on them emails. Uh, typical. Also, too, man, we're going to get into some hot teams in the NBA so far this early season with the Bulls being currently 4-0 and the Golden State Warriors being 4-0. So we're going to get into that. Also, too, going to get into this whole situation with Mike Tomlin. Put some respect on my name, Mike Tomlin. So, man, we got a hot episode coming up, man. We're going to also break down uh, the upcoming week in the National Football League and what's unfolded within the last, say, week or so in the National Football League. So sit back. We on Fire Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, man, it's been some wild and crazy news across the National Football League, man, as the league were almost halfway through the NFL season. As we all know, a couple weeks ago, Mr. John Gruden was fired from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders or better yet resigned from the Las Vegas Raiders in lieu of some emails which him and Bruce Allen, who was formerly the general manager of the Washington football team. Um, in this situation, it boiled down to John Gruden being exposed in some leaked emails and, you know, obviously John had to move on. But one big point, man, that we on five sports podcast want to get into as we speak here right now we're actually physically climbing onto our soapbox is this whole situation with roger goodell in these particular emails roger goodell came out on tuesday and simply stated that those emails won't be released and he indicated that the emails won't be released is simply due to the fact of the privacy of the victims in in this particular situation. Now, I'm not saying I'm like a private investigator or anything, but I kind of keep my eye on, you know, pending investigations of big cases. And in the past, I've seen, say, information be released with those individuals being retracted. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, and as uh, as I see Goodell on television, try to figure out. It's like, my man, we all know what's going on in this situation. You work for billionaire owners. You're the face of these billionaire owners. These billionaire owners operate in a league where probably across the sport landscape, there are the most less visible owners that we see across sports outside of Jerry Jones, of course. And you protect their best interests, end quote. 
Man, as I see this here, and we on Five Sports Podcast, man, as you know, man, it's straight talk, no narratives here. The enlightened people out here, man, that pay close attention understands that you're simply protecting the good old boys club. I mean, we can't get more precise than that. Let's just think about this for a minute and put the onion back on this for a minute. I'm just going to take a wild guess and say that Bruce Allen, John Gruden, aren't the only people that are exchanging emails of this particular nature. Also, too, which is very important in this, is that the Washington football team was under investigation due to the workplace practices. They were sued by former female employees of the Washington football team. And you, quote-unquote, send this guy away from the team for a year and find him $10 million. I mean, we all would love to be in a financial situation as Mr. Daniel Snyder. He's made a whole bunch of money. He's a billionaire. What's $10 million to a billionaire? And the bill went to the Washington football team. So, in essence, the same employees that work there, such as players and other personnel, they're currently generating revenue to, in essence, pay this particular fine. So, the same, you know, people within the organization, which is the employees, which some of them have came up and said that, hey, this is a bogus-ass workplace. And they, in essence, have to play in part of paying this small, ridiculous fine. So I just wanted to put that out there because we on Five Sports Podcast. We got into this situation before and previously on my podcast. But I want to bring this up just to expose this, the hypocrisy in that whole situation. And I do believe that the fine and the suspension and the reason it was just a slap on the wrist because I do think that Daniel Snyder was going to talk big time. If he would have got a real fine or some real punishment, he would have run the alarm of these other owners out here that's doing shysty and bogus business with him having emails against. So, this is a whole janky situation. Nobody's being honest in the National Football League. We all know that. I mean, they have a great product that we all enjoy on Sundays. But outside of say that, there's nothing really to believe when Roger Goodell speaks on anything outside of the business interests of the National Football League. So we're going to see if this thing develops a little bit and we get a little bit more information come out. But until then, man, we on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, the NBA season is kicked off, man, as all basketball lovers are elated right now because their teams are back on the court, man. We've had some good games so far across the NBA season. And two teams I want to highlight, man. Both of these teams are currently 4-0 on the NBA season. Both of these particular teams, uh, one of these teams made the play-in of the playoffs last season, and one team missed the playoffs entirely. And that's the Golden State Warriors and the Chicago Bulls. 
both of these particular teams, man, have, have, have been lining it up so far. And in the Warriors case, you know, everybody, you know, looks at this as a redemption year. You know, last season they had obviously the injury to Klay Thompson. They had a bunch of young players that they were trying to integrate in their system out in Golden State. And for me personally, I think they had a successful season, you know, getting into the play-in game. You know, I obviously fell short against the Memphis Grizzlies in that, that uh, play-in game. But it gave them the ability to develop the players on their squad. You know, young players such as Jordan Poole's of the world. Get them ingrained, Andrew Wiggins. Get them ingrained of just being in that culture out in Golden State. They've also, too, brought uh, NBA Finals MVP back into the fold with Andre Iguodala. So, the Golden State Warriors, man, this team has started off. They've handled their business in, you know, four straight games so far. Steph Curry playing like Steph Curry. You know, just one-man gang offensively. And so, this team looks like they're on the up-and-up, man. Currently, they got uh, the center James Wiseman, second-year player out of the University of Memphis, currently out. We got uh, Jonathan uh, Kaminga that's currently out for them. So, they still got a couple young players, man, that they going to get into the fold. But man, man, the ceiling is looking, looking high for them, man, this season. I wouldn't be surprised if this team makes the Western Conference Finals and potentially get to the NBA Finals. I think that uh, Klay Thompson coming back is going to be huge for the Golden State Warriors whenever that time may be. And with the young team that you have and the depth that you have currently now, this gives, say, Klay the ability to get himself up into uh, shape for that playoff run. And we all know in the Western Conference, man, it's all about seeding, man. So definitely this team is on the up and up. In reference to the Chicago Bulls, this was a team they've made some huge foundation moves. And we on Five Sports Podcast, you know, we talked about this team. You know, me and one of my NBA correspondents, Shad, we talked about this. The free agent moves, bringing in Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball. DeMar DeRozan trading for Vucevic you know you got a new situation in the front office but I think the the hidden ingredient in all of this with the Chicago Bulls has been Mr. Billy Donovan this guy wherever he has landed as a coach he's always done an outstanding job you know two time national champion you know Came under Mr. Rick Patino, And I'm old enough to remember Billy Donovan playing at Providence. Making the Final Four. You know, he's Billy the Kid back then. So, Billy, man, I think that he finally has a team for a talent standpoint. They're very young. They play a very exciting brand of basketball. And people up in Chicago is stoked. You know, me being a Chicago native, I'm one of them that is stoked. Don't be surprised, man. This team, man, win about 47, 48 basketball games this season. And we'll see. So definitely, man, I want to check in, man. Two teams that I'm kind of keeping my eye on on this early part of the season on the up and up side. So we're going to see how things unfold, man. They actually play each other in the, uh, early November, man. So it's definitely going to be a, a must-see checkout game, man. So we on five sports podcasts.
We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, man, once again, the NBA is heated up, man, as we got the first couple weeks of the NBA season out of the way. And one of the teams in the NBA, man, that everybody's looking at, yo, they got a billion all-stars on their team or previous all-stars. The team out in Hollywood, man, the Los Angeles Lakers. And with the Los Angeles Lakers, man, we currently got LeBron James out due to an ankle injury. So it's up for Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony and company to hold the deck down while LeBron is currently out. And so I've been watching the Lakers just to see, you know, how Russ integrates himself on this team, you know, how they play with LeBron, without LeBron. You know, it's kind of a science project with me with these Lakers, man, because I'm watching them closely because I was very skeptical when they added Russell Westbrook. We're just going to get that out of the way. And the game that I saw, man, between them and the Oklahoma City Thunder, man, a game that I actually was watching. This is a game I actually turned off because I thought it was blowout city. And I wake up the next morning and I see that the Lakers blew a 26-point lead. I think when I turned from the game, it was about a 22 to 23-point game. And I don't know what happened with Russell Westbrook, man. I don't know what happened, man, but the turnovers he had was just straight inexcusable. And there's a lot of pressure on Russ from a standpoint of everybody feels that either he's going to help this team win a championship or he's going to lose this team or help this team lose an NBA championship. And ain't no middle ground on that. Now, you know, a lot of people, a lot of talking heads, oh, man, they're going to be fine towards the end of the season and all this. But I'm like, look, man, LeBron James already got a little nagging injury to start the season. Anthony Davis had a health scare already. These teams in the West, man, they ain't scared of the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, it's a lot of young teams out there, man, and young players with a lot of firepower. And I think the Lakers' defense is straight-up garbage. I'm going to put that out there as well, straight garbage. And anybody who's played basketball from a rec league to outside courts, high school, whatever level, AAU, is when – you don't play defense or you can't play defense or your defense is janky, you lose all respect. Because if I can score on you, fam, why should I respect you? That's any real hooper. Real talk. So, you know, I feel, you know, this team been put together, man, you know. I'm not sure if you want to, you know, we'll get into this super team thing, man, but Man, the Lakers ain't playing no defense, man. I don't see this team being an NBA favorite for winning an NBA championship. So we're going to see how this thing unfolds with Russell Westbrook, man. We on Five Sports Podcast. We're definitely going to get into this more and more as the season continues. But it's definitely something I wanted to address. We on Five Sports Podcast.
We on five sports podcast. Man, man, NFL, man, week number seven was a hot week number seven, man, as we're almost halfway through the NFL season. And, man, week number seven kicked off with the Thursday game between the Denver Broncos at the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns, they would pull off a tight victory in this one, 17-14. As you may know that Baker Mayfield didn't play in this game. And the Browns, they actually needed this game, man, to get themselves to 4-3. and three, As the Broncos fall to 3-4 and four on the season. Man, then we had the Sunday game, which was a game I was kind of looking forward to watching. But it got kind of ugly very, very early. We had the Kansas City Chiefs going out to the Tennessee Titans up in Nashville. Uh, the Titans was able to pull that one out 27-3 as the Titans go to 5-2 and two on the season. Man, the Chiefs fall to 3-4 and four on the season. Man, defense still garbage. Patrick Mahomes still turning the football over. There's a chance this team may not make the playoffs, man. I know Chief fans out there are a little concerned, but it could get a little bit more ugly as well because that schedule doesn't get any uh, any easier. Then we had the game between the New York Football Jets at the New England Patriots as the Patriots straight dump trucked them 54 to 13. Jets fall to one and five on the season as the Patriots go to three and four on the season. Man, man, this thing got ugly real quick, man. Uh, good luck up in uh, New York, man. You know, I said this before on this podcast. It's going to be a long season. Uh, Mr. Robert Sala, this might be a one-trick, uh, a one-season situation for you up in New York, pal. Then we had the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens. This was another game that I was looking forward to watching and seeing what's going on, especially in that NFC North, as we had the Bengals pull out a good victory, man, in Baltimore, 41-17. to as the Bengals go to 5-2 and two on the season, and they drop the uh, Ravens to 5-2 and two on the season. So that NFC North, man, once again, as I said it on here before, man, one of the toughest divisions in football. This appears to be the top two teams in that particular division. Then we had the Washington football team going up against the Green Bay Packers going up to Lambeau. As the Packers was able to pull off a victory 24-10, the Packers go to 6-1. and one. They won six games in a row. I say that begrudgingly being a Chicago Bear fans, but man, they pulled out a, a two-touchdown victory, man, at home against the Washington football team. Then we had the Atlanta Falcons, man, traveling down to Miami to play the Miami Dolphins. This was a close game, which I predicted on We On Five Sports Podcast, as the Falcons was able to pull this one out 30 to 28. They go to 3-3 three and three on the season, and the Dolphins uh, dropped to 1-6. and six. And, man, this game actually came down to the end. Uh, we cool kicking that uh, field goal at the end. No uh, Falcons fans was excited about that. Then we had the Carolina Panthers, man, traveling up to, uh, to the New Meadowlands to play the New York football Giants as uh, New York was able to win this game 25-3. It's an impressive win for them too, man, because they had a lot of people out in that football game talking about the Giants. The Panthers, man, once upon a time ago, they was 3-0, man. That's all I'm going to say. Then we had the Philadelphia Eagles travel out to Las Vegas to play the Las Vegas Raiders as the Raiders was able to pull this one out 33-22. And, man, the Raiders have been on fire since that little debacle with uh, John Gruden, that whole situation. I want to send a special shout-out to uh, to Carr, man. He has been a tremendous leader in this whole situation, man, as they were able to get their record to 5-2 and two in a hot AFC West. Then we had a game between the Detroit Lions who came in this game 0-6 
traveled out to Los Angeles <clears throat> to play the uh, Los Angeles Rams. And, man, this was a battle of the uh, scoring quarterbacks, as I call it, especially in Jerry Goff's situation as the Rams was able to win 28-19 to as the Rams improved to 6-1. and The Lions still looking for that first victory, man. Man, I see you, Detroit. Then we had the Houston Texans travel to Arizona to play the Arizona Cardinals as the Arizona Cardinals was able to pull out a 31-5 victory. Um, footnote on this one, we've never had a 31-5 football game in the history of the National Football League, by the way. Also, to uh, the Arizona Cardinals, man, 7-0 on the season, man. Man, they just shaking and baking out here, man. They got the best record in football. The Texans, they fall to 1-6 on the season. It's going to be a long one down in Houston. Then we had the Chicago Bears travel down to Tampa, beautiful Tampa, Florida, to play the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game was pretty much over as soon as the Bears landed down in Florida as the uh, Buccaneers won 38-3. Had a litany of uh, turnovers from Mr. Justin Fields. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Bucks defense because they were like, man, we ain't finna lose to a rookie quarterback today. They went out and showed it and won 38-3. Then we had the Sunday night football game between the Indianapolis Colts and the San Francisco 49ers as the Colts went out to San Francisco and pulled out a 30-18 win. They improved their record to 3-4, and four and they dropped the Niners to 2-4. This game, I watched this game. It was just a rainy, rainy game out in uh, San Francisco. It looked like their offense couldn't get going at all, and they dropped it 2-4 uh, and four on this one. Then we had the New Orleans Saints. You know, going out to Seattle, pulled out a 13-10 victory. Jameis Winston and company was able to pull out a little closer game than anticipated, but I anticipated they were going to go out there and handle their business as they go to 4-2 and two and they drop the Seattle Seahawks to 2-5. and five. So pretty much, man, that was week number seven in a wrap. Man, we're going to preview week number eight coming up, man, here on We On 5 Sports Podcast. So sit back. We On 5 Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, man, I should have an annual segment called Put Some Respect on My Name. And if I did have a segment called Put Some Respect on My Name, the first cat that I'll put into that would be my man Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know that some of y'all may have heard the news. You know, Carson Palmer came on the Dan Patrick Show, former ESPN host Dan Patrick doing a great job with his show. We had Carson Palmer come on, and they was discussing the USC job, which is an open job. And Mike Tomlin's name got brought up. And it seemed like it caused a whole firestorm on, would he be interested in the job? Would he be interested in leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers? And I had to think about this for a second, because I'm not sure if all y'all have seen the video, which I'm assuming most have. Well, Mike was a little perturbed about just the speculation of that. And I'm with Mike on this one. Now, I've been watching the Pittsburgh Steelers for a long, long time. Long time. You know, when I got into football, it was right after, you know, the great run that they had with the Franco Harris's and the Mean Joe Greens and the Terry Bradshaw and, you know, the Mel Blunts of the world. And it's just like, dude, they don't change coaches. He's in a situation where he probably has one of the 
best work environments of not only all of sports, but in all of corporate America. This thing that all us Americans, we, we love to have, which is called job security. Now, if you watch Pittsburgh since Mike Tomlin has been the coach, this man has demonstrated that he's been a great leader of men He's won in multiple different fashions, whether it's running the football, throwing the football, having a young quarterback, having an old quarterback. He's won consistently every single way. And I know y'all like, yeah, you know, he mentioned Andy Reid. You know, you know, he mentioned him. As well as Sean Payton. Because they don't get ridiculous questions like that. Now, I don't want to break the news to anybody, but an NFL head coach that one has a Super Bowl, Bowl ring, two who's won 65% of his games, three playing or coaching, I'm sorry, for one of the most stellar franchises in not only the National Football League or all the sports, he ain't trying to go back to college. So... I'm down with Mike in this one as far as, you know, I know that USC is grabbing at the straws to try to get him a legitimate candidate for their job, and I don't blame them for that. I don't blame them for that at all. USC is, you know, a stellar program, a high-profile program. Shout out to the people out on the West Coast because they was all football or dominating the West Coast, especially in the Los Angeles area, until the Rams and the Chargers came back to Los Angeles. They was the only game in town as far as football was concerned. So, I don't knock them for, you know, grabbing at some straws, but put some respect on my name. So, we on Five Sports Podcast, we definitely had to kind of touch this subject just a little bit. Mike Tomlin is one of the few African-American head coaches in the National Football League. And that's where he belongs. That's exactly where he belongs. So, we on Five Sports Podcast appreciate your open ears on this matter. And we will touch on this if anything else develops in this situation. We on Five Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, man, coming up, we got NFL week number eight out there. As man, we're pretty much almost halfway through the National Football League season. It's funny, man, because I it's, I just recall it being week one, man. This, this year has flown by so far. So we're going to get right into it, man. We just had the Thursday night game between the Green Bay Packers traveling out to Phoenix to play the Arizona Cardinals. Well, Glendale, Arizona to play the Arizona Cardinals as the Green Bay Packers won this game 24-21. to As the Arizona Cardinals had a golden opportunity to at minimum tie the game at the end of the game. Miscommunication between Colin Murray and A.J. Green pretty much ended it all as the Arizona Cardinals fall from the undefeated and they fall to 7-1 as the Packers, who have won seven in a row, go to 7-1 on the season. On Sunday, which is Halloween Sunday, we got the Carolina Panthers traveling down to hot Atlanta. Not sure if it's too hot. It's kind of rainy. Uh, they played the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. In this game, man, the Carolina Panthers, the wheels that fell off with their 3-0 start, they're currently 3-4. and 
I expect the Carolina Panthers to take this game in a very close game, pretty much a one-score game in that one. Also, two on the slate, we got the Miami Dolphins traveling up to Buffalo. Shout out to Bills Mafia playing the Buffalo Bills. And I got the Buffalo Bills handling their business at home as, you know, the Miami Dolphins have had a pretty rough season so far this year. And I don't see it getting pretty much uh, no better. Also, too, I got the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Soldier Field to play the Chicago Bears. This is going to be a nip and tuck game. I think it's going to be a close game where turnovers are going to decide it. I'm going to give my Bears a, a shout out in this game. I think they pull off this game in Soldier Field in a very close game against the San Francisco 49ers. Also, too, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Cleveland in a hot divisional uh, lineup with the Cleveland Browns. And this one, man, this is going to be a game that I will watch because we're going to see if the real Cleveland Browns show up, especially the defense. I do think Cleveland uh, does pull out this game. I'm not sure if Baker Mayfield is going to play in this game with Case Keenum, but I got Cleveland in a close one in this one. Then we got the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Detroit, uh, the winless Detroit Lions. Man, Detroit, man, I'm pulling for y'all in this one. I actually do think the Detroit Lions get their first win of the season. Philadelphia's offense is kind of, man, it's been kind of stagnant the last couple of weeks. I think Detroit, they're very fired up. Shout out to Dan Campbell and company, man. I feel y'all pain up there. I think y'all get y'all first victory of the season. Also, too, I got the Tennessee Titans traveling to the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC South Divisional game. And I got the Tennessee Titans going up to Indianapolis and pulling off a victory in that one. Tennessee's trying to right the ship, man. You know, they start off a little bit slow this season, but they're definitely trying to gear up, man, to make that playoff push as they did last season. Then we got one of the hotter teams in the National Football League, the Cincinnati Bengals, as they travel up to New York to play the New York Football Jets. Man, man, I definitely see Cincinnati pulling off this game. I do think this game may be closer than what people anticipate, but I just think Cincinnati is just a better ball club, and it's a whole bunch of mess going on up there in New York. Then we got the Los Angeles Rams traveling to the Houston Texans. And the Rams, they only have one loss on the season. They're looking to definitely lock in their position in the NFC. And I do think they go out to Houston and pick up a win. Houston, man, I'm not sure what's going on down there, man. You know, with this whole Deshaun Watson situation, trade and no trade situation. But I think the Rams pulled this one off. Then we got the New England Patriots traveling out to Los Angeles to play the Los Angeles Rams in the 4 o'clock game. I do think that the Rams, I'm sorry, not the Rams, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers fans, I know y'all killing me right now. But the Los Angeles Chargers, I have them winning this game. I think this is going to be a tough game uh, for New England to travel way out to Los Angeles to try to pull out a victory. And so I do have the Rams in this one. Then I got the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling out to Seattle. Uh, Jacksonville. They got one win on the season. Seattle only has two wins on the season with Russell Westbrook being out. I do think that pride comes through in this game, and I got the Seattle Seahawks winning this game out in Seattle. Then we got the Washington football team traveling out to Denver to play the Denver Broncos. Man, this to me is a pick em game. Both these teams, uh, I'm not sure what they're doing this season, man, but I'm going to slightly favor Denver in this one because they're simply playing at home. Shout out to Teddy Two Gloves. Then I got the Tampa Bay Bucks traveling to the New Orleans Saints. This is going to be the Fox game of the week. 
man, this is a hot divisional battle where New Orleans won two of those games last season during the regular season, and Tampa was able to pull off a playoff victory in what is now known as Drew Brees' last final NFL game as a player. Man, these two teams, they got a little bad blood between each other, but I think that Tampa is going to smoke them in this one and go down to New Orleans and handle their business. Then we got the Dallas Cowboys traveling up to Minnesota to play the Minnesota Vikings. Cowboys coming fresh off a bye. We got Dak a little bit banged up. Man, I got Minnesota pulling off an upset in this one against the Dallas Cowboys, bringing them down to earth in the 8 o'clock game on NBC in that one. And then we got the Monday night football game between the New York football Jets and the Kansas City Chiefs as the Giants, I'm sorry, I said the New York Jets, the New York Giants travel to the Kansas City to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs, man, this is to me a make, make or break game for them. I definitely got them favored in winning this particular game. But, man, if y'all lose to the Giants, man, I think it's a wrap. You know, this is one of those games where they're definitely trying to get their act back together, the Kansas City Chiefs, especially their defense. So I got them favored in this game. So it's going to be a wild and wacky week. Number eight, you know, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders and the Baltimore Ravens got the week off with the bye week. But I think it's going to be another exciting week across the National Football League. So we on Fire Sports Podcast, definitely going to check back in with you once these games conclude. Definitely, if anything wild or wacky go down, we're definitely going to have something to say about it. So we on Fire Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, man, you know I couldn't get out of here, man, without discussing the World Series, man. The World Series, man, it got to be October, man. We got the World Series out here, man. Man, we got the Houston Astros going up against the Atlanta Braves. Currently, man, this series is tied at 1-1. Both games or the series kicked off in Houston. And the Braves took game number one. And uh, pretty much they dominated the game from beginning to end in game number one. It was a good victory for the Braves as they went up one game to none. Then we had game number two. And, man, I want to send a special shout-out to Mr. Jose Atuve. You know, if you don't know, Mr. Jose Atuve is second all-time with home runs in the playoffs in the history of Major League Baseball. And for a guy that's five foot six, if he walked down the street, most people probably wouldn't know who he is, man, if you didn't follow baseball, man. So to see a guy that small in stature, to be able to pull off a feat such as that, man, shout out to him. Now, I know we got the whole thing about, you know, obviously the Houston Astros, man, cheating a couple years ago in their World Series victory. We got Dusty Baker, now the manager of the Houston Astros. And I think this series, man, I got a feeling it's going to be a seven-game series, man. The Atlanta Braves, you know, they had a great season, man, picking up the pieces. You know, having some injuries, man. You know, they got an injury to their starting pitching, man. Man, so it's going to be a nip and tuck series, man. And we on Fire Sports Podcast, man. Don't get it twisted, man. We love baseball over here, man. Love baseball over here, man. I've been to a few huge baseball playoff games in my day. Now, I'm going to let it be known my allegiance is with the Chicago Cubs, but it's not about the Cubs right now, the White Sox right now. It's the Fall Classic, man. So definitely best of luck to both squads, man. 
We'll see how this game three unfolds. We definitely gonna check in on this, man. See if the Braves can win their first championship since 1996 or 95. I'm sorry, don't kill me, Braves fans. 1995. You know, 96 was the Olympics. I got it. And it's pretty cool, too, to hear John Smokes, man, on the call, man, with the Braves being back into the World Series, man. It kind of got that nostalgic type of feeling, man. So, definitely, man, as this series continues, man, we're going to get into it, man. We on Five Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Once again, man, I want to thank everybody for listening to episode number 17 on We On Fire Sports Podcast. Man, we had a nice little show this go around as we got into the whole situation out in Los Angeles with Mr. Russell Westbrook. We broke down week number seven as well as preview week number eight. Delved into the NBA with a couple teams that was undefeated at the time. Sorry, my bulls. Um, yeah, man, so this was a hot episode, man. I appreciate everybody for listening. We On Fire Sports Podcast.